this is what it's like to be a Pittsburgh Steeler. I'm going to protect my guys. You're not just, you just can't say that this is a, a me type of attitude now. Um, sometimes, you know, it, it, it's just like with anything. Stuff get frustrating. It's just how you respond to it. But I'm not letting that, you know, degrade me at all. So I'm just going to keep going and worrying about the right things. And now, time to get in the huddle with your host, Charles Prodger Ritchie, here on the Mass Steel Podcast. Hey, you blink, I'll cut your eyelids off. Don't you blink. Let's go. You get where you feel like you can rush the quarterback. You understand? Rush the quarterback. Do you have room in the trophy for another one there? You got six of them. Now you're the winningest franchise in NFL history. We'll make room. And welcome back here to another edition here of the Mass Steel Podcast with, of course, yours truly, Charles Prodigy, as we are in week number two of training camp. A lot of big news uh, coming on within the last 24 hours right now. It uh, seems like talks might be getting a little bit serious for wide receiver Deontay Johnson. Is he or is he not a top uh, – is he deserving of a top – being a top-paid wide receiver, at least when top 10? We'll get to that in just a moment. Uh, there's reports uh, from Dale Lally that uh, his agent was in town, uh, by the way, as uh, we look at uh, Brad C., who is here on campus uh, today, as the Steelers play their second day of practices at St. Vincent College. Now, uh, don't forget, uh, Chris Boswell, he got a long-term extension on Monday. Uh, Steelers can now move to see if they can work something out for Deontay Johnson. Also, I'd like to get your reaction right now. What is your thoughts right now as far as, like, Deshaun Watson being suspended for right now for the moment for six games uh, this year. He won't be eligible to return until his team faces the Baltimore Ravens in Baltimore right now. I think Deshaun Watson's uh, got off the hook a little bit easy, a little bit slap on the wrist. We'll get to that in just a second. Plus, I also want to get back uh, to uh, that a lot of comments have uh, hit the fan as of recently as almost a couple of weeks ago. Ben Rosberg did an interview with Ron Cook uh, pretty much uh, sharing some stuff and pretty much it sounded like he was taking a little bit of a swipe uh, at some of his uh, current teammates, uh, basically. And one of the reasons why did not win some uh, playoff victories, Cam Hayward has some interesting choice words in response uh, for Ben, uh, to be honest with And then uh, we also got much more to get into. Uh, training camp battles right now. More particularly, the quarterback battles right now. Is Kenny Pickett slowly uh, moving up the depth chart? Uh, right now, the latest was that he was uh, moving up number two ahead of Mason Rudolph. Uh, is Mason Rudolph's time finally starting to tick down? He seems like he was being one of the better quarterbacks last week. But the only problem is, as Arthur Motes has pointed out, well, many, uh, just his ability to take chances down the field. We know he likes to take care of the ball, but though not playing it, Enough to throw the deep ball, air it out. How much is that going to hold him back and hurt his chances of still being convincing of being a starter for this team? Once again, you guys can follow me on social media. You can follow me on Twitter, at Prodigy Richie. For the Mass Steel podcast, is at Mass Steel uh, CGR. You can just uh, mainly uh, follow me uh, on Twitter, at Mass Steel CGR, where you hear me do a lot of my uh, tweeting uh, whenever I do for the Mass Steel uh, podcast as we are now in the first day of August. But let's go ahead and get to this uh, Deshaun Watson. Let's begin the news right there. As uh, reported yesterday, the announcement came down yesterday morning, as we heard, according to Jake Trotter of NFL and ESPN, uh, he has reported that he will be suspended for six games without pay. Uh, this is coming from Judge Sue Robinson's ruling, uh, who was assigned by the NFL uh, recommended that Watts be suspended for the entire regular season and postseason, which the league was fighting for. Uh, the NFLPA 
uh, and the league will have until Tuesday, I mean Thursday, by 9 a.m. Eastern to file a written appeal. And uh, the FOPA has made it very clear on Sunday evening that they do not intend to challenge ruling by Sue Robinson that they were going to stand by it, and they were urging the league to stay the same, do the same thing. The only problem is uh, with the CBA, the way it's uh, set up, uh, Roger Goodell, who has not been uh, ruled as a judge, jury, and executioner, I mean, when it comes to uh, handling disciplinary matters, guess what? At the end of the day, in the CBA, he could still agree or disagree with any rulings by an independent judge uh, who's uh, reviewing any personal conduct violations potentially. So more than likely, I would not be surprised uh, if him and the owners have a meeting. They decided to increase a little bit more. Remember, they were looking for at least almost a, a year suspension. But to be honest, we'll see what happens uh, for this. Robson did go to mention that in Watson's conduct, that she did that his conduct did not fall into the category of violent conduct that required the minimum six-game suspension. League, as I mentioned, has by far the most commonly imposed discipline for domestic or violence and sexual assaults. And right there, I mean, still pretty – the only thing is that's uh, helping Deshaun Watson, like it or not, that was a very uncovering situation, is that he has not been invited on any criminal charge. The only problem where this could continue to get dicey like it did within the last two months, is there going to be any more women coming forward and have more civil cases ending up? Uh, if I'm not mistaken, it's down to one uh, civil case right now. I mean, one of the women, he's selling about 23 out of 24 from what I heard. And I believe that's Ashley Solis is the one who they're looking to try and uh, sell with. But you know, one of the things, too, also in Robinson's ruling, she did note that one of the aggravating factors in determining Watson's discipline was his lack of expressed remorse. She noted that among the mitigating factors were him being a first-time offender and his excellent reputation in his community prior to these events. Uh, I got to say, to be honest here right now, I would have no issue if Deshaun Watson only misses – six games without pay. I mean, there's been talks too leading into this that some people could also view that he already has punishment about a year ago where he missed the entire 2021 season. This was uh, shortly after he had his uh, falling out with the Texans, uh, basically where he refused to like uh, show up and play for them all season. He sat out all year. But at the same time, too, I mean, the Houston Texans are very much just as culpable in his actions. I mean, pretty much. I mean, they failed to handle the situation uh, properly. I mean, if you ask me, I mean, pretty much uh, giving the guy more money to, like, you know, like uh, try and discover. I mean, use as a non-disclosure agreement. Uh, basically, I mean, I don't think the Houston Texans in any favor. Try to like uh, better this guy properly but at the end of the day too i mean like like i said deshaun watson he has not been criminally indicted now i mean it's still very uh murky waters here to say the least i mean you know the league for right now i mean we also hear the talks too at some point they're gonna want to go out business as usual yeah expect i mean something like uh by Maybe by Labor Day weekend, we'll hear a significant ruling, or they want to get this out of the way soon. I also do kind of agree with some of the guys from the Pippin podcast. Uh, I believe those here, Fred Taylor, Channing Crowder, uh, who was mentioned too. I mean, at the same time, Watson, at the end of the day, his quarterback play does build in a lot of ratings for the NFL. I mean, think about it. I mean, Deshaun Watson, I mean, who is one of the most electrifying uh, quarterbacks, I mean, if you really think in terms of, like, what he's done, I mean, he is, at the end of the day, 
a very exciting uh, player to watch play under that position. And the Cleveland Browns, who uh, gave up multiple first-round picks, and guarantee them the highest money, $230 million. And when you look at it, too, he's only one and two in the playoffs. Well, his only victory coming in the first round 2019, uh, first round upset against the Buffalo Bills, in which they wanted to lose to the Chiefs, uh, squandering, I want to say it was like 0.4 point lead around there. But the, the Sean Watson, at the end of the day, I mean, he still brings in uh, ratings at the end of the day. And the Cleveland Browns, who went for a enormous uh, gamble of going to bat for this guy, willing to stay with him right now. I mean, who's arguably had his uh, season best. I mean, without his top receiver, I mean, it was with the Houston Texans, DeAndre Hopkins, who went to the Cardinals. 33 touchdowns of seven interceptions, which is pretty freaking good. 4,823 uh, yards passing. Even despite the fact that it was his first losing record as a starter in his uh, fourth year, went 4-12 that year. I mean, other than that, prior to that, he did not have a losing season. That was his first losing season. But for right now, the Cleveland Browns, I mean, they look like they might be slowly the winners in this for right now, if you ask me. I think the Cleveland Browns right now, I mean, the only thing that just stunk was the way they uh, forced, I mean, basically your recent quarterback in Baker Mayfield, who is now with the Carolina Panthers. I mean, basically. And to be honest, I mean, the Cleveland Browns, I mean, did a lot of things under their uh, owner, uh, Haslam, for this year. And to be honest, yeah, I, I really feel like for right now, I mean, what, what's going to end up uh, happening here, I mean, the, the Browns for right now, well, I mean, their first game is supposed to be on the road uh, at Carolina. Then they got to play the Jets and Steelers at home their next two games. And then they'll be on the road against the Falcons. And then at home versus the Patriots. So they're going to have two of their games uh, on the road. Uh, so you look at their schedule right now, for the Browns more in particular, uh, I, I must say, uh, to be honest with you right now, I mean, I could see them uh, coming into this, like, prior, like, at, I, I will be honest with you, I'll probably say four and two before Deshaun Watson joins them. I would not be surprised they're four and two. At this point in time, it's very uh, manageable and uh, schedule for them to take care of. I mean, I can see them being the Panthers and taking care of the Jets, possibly upsetting the Steelers right there. Uh, I mean, on Thursday night football, I mean, the Steelers are not really done so well as of recently in Cleveland, especially given the fact on a Thursday night game. I mean, then you got to be uh, – Traveling versus Falcons right there. I think that's another game that could be winnable. Chargers might probably be one of their first or second losses, you could argue, which would be at first Energy Stadium in Cleveland. Patriots, uh, give me a coin flip. I mean, that might be their second loss. So I could see them, to be honest, you, going 4 0, they going into a two game slump. Here comes the Sean Watson, to say the least. But to be honest with you, I mean, the thing is, too, I mean, Commissioner Roger Dell, who's one of the greatest commissioners of all time, he still seems to come with a murky history of how he's handled a lot of these uh, personal conduct policies, especially with uh, Ray Rice, too, back in 2014, when they learned of the video of him slapping his fiance in an elevator, uh, which they did not see clearly until, like, around after the conclusion of the first week of the season. After that, I mean, he was indefinitely uh, banned from the NFL, basically. I mean, no other team has picked this guy up. I mean, he hasn't played it down since. But I think the message, I mean, for right now, too, I mean, the NFL, they want to get out, get on with business as usual, especially when you got, like, all the sports betting uh, continue to be a uh, – on demand here. So again, uh, what do you guys think? You guys feel like the suspension was enough? Six games without pay? Should it be more? Like I said, I have totally no issue with it. 
Uh, again, if you guys want to tweet, you can definitely tweet the Mass Steel podcast at Mass Steel uh, CJR. And you can definitely uh, like to hear more of your thoughts as we uh, move along here on this uh, edition here of the Mass Steel uh, podcast for right now. Going to get into some other uh, topics right now. For right now, uh, starting off here on the opening uh, drive, Mike Tomlin going into uh, camp over a week ago. He said he had the mindset that in 1979, that when he was playing his mouthpiece in the boiling water, getting ready for youth football, when I lack that excitement, it's time for me to move on to something else. I didn't boil a mouthpiece today, but I'm excited. Uh, Deontay Johnson, who is hoping for a new contract, as we just mentioned earlier, DLI said that his agent uh, was on site. Uh, basically, he did report uh, last week uh, on time to a heck of a job on the conditioning test. Uh, he's hoping for a new contract, set us up to him. Uh, said he'd be a full participant in training camp, but there were some things that's out of his control. And uh, here we got a few signboards here uh, from Deontay Johnson uh, going into this real quickly. As uh, we looked at it, uh, never mind. Uh, I have to share that a little bit later on. But to be honest, I feel like Dante Johnson, uh, a guy right here who, when you look at the top receiver, uh, Marcus, I mean, it's definitely about a lot of question. Now, he, he's been having a lot of drops, I mean, with the Steelers and in the National Football League. Don't get me wrong. But I also feel like right now, Deontay Johnson, I mean, the Steelers do a many good job of drafting receivers. I mean, primarily under Kevin Colbert. I mean, who's pretty much off to the side, and there's still an unknown how they're going to take care of Kevin Colbert uh, going forward. Uh, that has been not been uh, clarified just yet as far as, like, what composition, according to Omar Khan, but when you look at Deontay, I mean, this guy right here, he is still a playmaker at this position. I mean, if you think about it, I mean, his entire career, I mean, with the Steelers in particular, uh, throughout three seasons, I mean, his yards of receiving have been going up at the end of the day. I mean, when you think about it, by almost 240 yards, over 240 yards a season, basically, around that. Yeah, 1,161 yards receiving last year. Eight touchdowns, which was his career high. He also had 53 yards uh, from scrimmage, which is a, another career high. I mean, finishing for 1,214 yards of total scrimmage with eight uh, touchdowns altogether. I mean, and if you really think about it, too, I mean, this guy, he could definitely stretch field. I mean, a lot. Now, the only question is, does I mean, I'm not sure if he's a wideout, but I'd still probably play him in the slot, to be honest with you. I'm just not so sure if I depend him as a true wideout. I like him in the slot position, to be honest with you. But at the same time, too, I mean, he is a guy that can make plays for this team. I mean, can they take their chance and wait around? Sure, but at the same time, too, I mean, who are you going to really, like, uh, count for, I mean, this year, I mean, going into it? I mean, when you really look at me, it's going to be uh, real interesting for this. I mean, uh, wide receivers, Deontay Johnson, Chase Claypool, and George Pickens are the top receivers for this team. The only question is, does come who will replace Juju Smith-Schuster in the slot? Raymond McLeod, who is now with the 49ers, he held most of those duties last season with Schuster uh, hurt uh, during the Broncos game, uh, which pretty much the season came to an end. But Johnson's getting better off press coverage, so it makes a uh, little sense to line him up in the slot where team utilize receivers to get cleaner releases. Claypool can fit for now as a possible candidate, or Anthony Miller, who spent half the season on the practice squad, or rookie wide receiver Kelvin Johnson. I mean, Kelvin Austin, excuse me, could be in the equation as well. Now, when you look at the top receivers, once again, getting back to like him as far as being a top receiver, here are the top 10 annually per year. You got three kill followed with Devontae Adams, DeAndre Hopkins, Cooper Cup, AJ Brown, Stephon Diggs, DK Metcalf, uh, Debo Samuel, uh, Terry McLaurin, and last but not least, DJ Moore. 
I mean, basically. And uh, Terry Kill, who has been the highest uh, this year, who was with the Miami Dolphins, he was getting paid uh, $30 million, while Devontae Adams has 28 DeAndre Hopkins, $27.25 million. Uh, Cooper Cup at 26.7. AJ Brown at 25 million. Stephon Diggs at 24. DK Metcalf. I would probably say for a guy like Deontay uh, Johnson going into it, I mean, a fair, reasonable amount. I'd probably put him right above AJ Brown, to be honest with you. Around 26 uh, million per year. I mean, if you think about it, I, I think that's a fair market for a guy like Deontay Johnson's caliber. The only problem he does got to do is, like, watch the drops. I mean, no question about it. And uh, for this, I, I really feel like for right now, I mean, you don't want to let a guy like this uh, slip away. I mean, I mean, you got Andy Weidel, too, who's going to be, like, uh, the right-hand guy for Omar Khan, trying to help oversee things as far as, like, how to continue to craft this team together. I mean, it's definitely going to be a new set of eyes. I mean, Kevin Colbert right now, I mean, you really start to wonder, are the Steelers just going to just totally cut ties with him altogether and just do things their way? I mean, is it really necessary for him to still be hanging around? I mean, he did say he wanted to be treated kind of like similar to what Bill Nunn did. I mean, almost like as a scout or a consultant, basically. Uh, to be honest you, I mean, at this point in time, I love uh, – Kevin Colbert, but at the same time, too, I'm kind of like at this point, too, I mean, him trying to step down from the GM role, and prior to this, I mean, he was going year to year as far as, like, uh, his contract status. I, I think it's time to just uh, move on from all together. I, I, just, I just feel like right now you have to let this team be in the direction of Khan and Whitehall right now. I mean, it's still a little bit interesting how this is set up for Omar Khan, who has been the GM within the last few months. I mean, like how he's just basically doing his things, managing the contract situations, but still consulting with a guy like Andy Weidel, still working together as a tandem. I mean, it's like I, I'm going I'm to let you drive the car, but I still like need someone to watch like how you're driving, to be honest with you. It's like we still got to keep an eye on you, basically, to ride the state properly. And, and the Steelers, maybe just maybe they just want to have this as a collective effort. Uh, now, the other question is, too, is we're looking at going into uh, camp. Uh, Claypool, uh, he could fit for now as a possible candidate for candidate or Anthony Miller, who spent half the season off the practice squad, a rookie wide receiver, Kelvin Austin. Remember, he was one of the top three or five guys fastest in the combine uh, in the equation as well. George Pickens on Thursday, he nearly came down with a contorted catch this week, cap from training camp from last week, uh, that elicited ooze and eyes from the crowd. Caught the ball, but lost him when he hit the ground. Pickens had a nice catch on a skate post. I see a lot of skate posts last season, uh, pretty much. And then you got the other. Uh, guys on here, uh, too. I mean, Clay, Claypool, he wasn't practicing uh, last week on uh, Friday, or, or Saturday, excuse me, as with a shoulder that got dinged up on Friday, but he's not wearing anything on it. Uh, according to Dale Lye, it didn't look like anything serious. Uh, should be another big uh, George Pickens day. Uh, defense, they won uh, seven shots. Trubisky was one for four. Defense was all over the young receivers. Rolf is one for two with a juggling touchdown catch by Connor Hayward after the defense back got a hand on it. And Pickett got his first chance for a backhorn fade to Tyler Vaughn's for a touchdown. So, I mean, that was pretty much uh, training camp, training camp, excuse me, as of uh, last week uh, for that matter. But when you look at things going forward, too, I mean, for the Steelers right now, I mean, Interesting too. I mean, when you look at the receivers and, and the and the quarterback position, more particular, I mean, can you pick it moving to number two right now on the depth chart? And uh, basically, Thomas said all along, we're not going to micromanage or overmanage this quarterback competition. Uh, Thomas said uh, on reporting day. 
effort will not rest on every throw. We're going to be a little bit more steady than that. I think it's appropriate, important from a leadership perspective to not overmanage it, to not be too impulsive. That's why I relate to these guys and our actions will continue to display that mindset. I can't believe right now Mitch Trubisky is going to be the guy that starts things off. I mean, I'm starting to be more and more convinced as the soft season continues to progress, more in particular with training camp. I do like the fact, too, that uh, Trubisky, he is uh, wanting to help, like, uh, our guy like Kenny Pickett, uh, try to teach him a few things. I, you know what? That's got to be a little bit more encouraging right now because the quarterback depth chart right now is Trubisky, followed by Pickett, Rudolph, and then, of course, uh, last but not least, Chris Oladokun. Uh, Pickett, who got his first chance on Saturday, perhaps a precursor to what happened Monday as he bumped up and took second-team snaps ahead of Rudolph. But Lala does say uh, pretty much encourage anyone not to read too much into it. There will be a lot more of that. All those guys running in all groups. It's just part of team development, Tomlin said Monday. Uh, Kenny Pickett, uh, he was 0 for 2 on his chance of seven shots, missing a pass with Miles Boykin and Kyra Hayward. Bill Hayward uh, slipped coming out of his break. It's questionable whether the pass would have been clear or not. And uh, Mason Rudolph, his only pass in seven shots resulted in a touchdown. A uh, so pass inside free the tight end. Jay Starber. See, that's once again, Rudolph right there. That's going to be the question. Is he going to be the guy that's going to willing to like air it out a little bit more, uh, take some more uh, chances? Doesn't seem that way for right now. But to be honest, yeah, I, I do feel like uh, Rudolph, his time is ticking right now. Uh, he's had multiple opportunities to, like like I said, get this thing uh, together, get this thing uh, righted. And to be honest, yeah, I, I'm just – it's confidence, to be honest with you. It's one thing to be patient, but at the same time, too, Rudolph, I mean, if you're going to continue to be playing it safe, I mean, he's almost like a lesser version of, like, an Alex Smith, but, like, not as a starter. I, Steelers right now, I think, I mean, going into this, I mean, yeah, you do want to have a guy that could be a game manager for right now. Now they're moving out from Ben Rosberger. But at the same time, too, when Ben was uh, last at his peak prior to having his elbow being injured, he was uh, lighting up the offense. Thanks in large part to uh, talents on there. I mean, with the likes of Le'Veon Bell, Antonio Brown. I mean, you could also add Martavis Bryant in there for a few years. I mean, a lot of guys. I mean, that is still going to be uh, huge for this team to follow. I mean, you have to find a way to keep up offensively this year with the league, to say the least. And uh, we'll see how that uh, continues to go. But uh, when you also look at it, too, I feel like well, with the quarterback uh, position, we'll, we'll find out a little bit more. But uh, anyway, uh, Mason Rudolph, uh, earlier today, he dropped a play-action deep ball into Kelvin Austin behind Lyndon Stevens. Definitely the best throw of the day so far by any of the quarterbacks. So it's still kind of like a little race, like a little marathon, if you ask me, the way this quarterback position is going on right now. A lot of guys still in it. I'm just not so sure about Rudolph. I feel like if anything, he's had his chances to like really like put a stamp on it. He's not doing enough to run away. Uh, with it and like be convincing that he deserves to stay out with this team and be their guy uh, for the long haul. I'm just not seeing it, but especially when you draft the next quarterback at the end of the draft. I don't think so. But anyway, I want to go into this, uh, these comments real quick. Uh, a couple weeks ago, we're listening to like uh, Ben Rosberger. And here's one thing I want to hit on, on this uh, podcast right now. I just want to thank those of you for tuning in here on Facebook Live. I apologize for a little bit of lighting. I know it's a little bit of like a shade going on right now, so I'll try and fix that a little bit in the future. Thanks anyway for tuning in. But the the meat of nearly the last two weeks 
That's been the catch of interview with Ben Rosberger and Ron Cook in the Pittsburgh Post Gazette, who, which by the way, is also the whole, one of the co-hosts of the Cook and Joe Show on ninety three seven, the Fan, uh, basically. And Ben Rosberger too. I mean, who's definitely been a guy that has uh, been uh, frustrated as of late. I mean, coming up uh, short, not having any more than three playoff wins, yet alone another uh, Super Bowl. I mean, since uh, Super Bowl 43, Yellow's last Super Bowl appearance since uh, Super Bowl 45, uh, basically. And uh, basically, he had some uh, pretty, like, uh, interesting uh, comments, uh, too, by the way, as uh, we looked as he caught up uh, with, I mean, uh, Ron Cook, uh, basically, uh, uh, he says that uh, he regrets having only three playoff wins. Because pulling, he's saying that I feel like the game has changed. I feel like the people have changed in a sense. Maybe it's because I got spoiled when I came in. The team was so important. It was all about the team, not about me, this, and that, and the other. I might be staying on the soapbox a little bit, but that's my biggest takeaway from when I started to the end. Turn from a team first to a me type attitude, it was hard. It's hard for those young guys too. Close to me, they're treated so well in college. Now this new stuff, especially with social media, which is unbelievable, they're treated so special. They're college at young age because college coaches need them to win. I know Coach uh, Terry Hopner never called me at Miami of Ohio. Near did Bill Cower. I did it for a long time. Uh, Rosberg wanted to say uh, regarding his career. I know doing it for a long time doesn't mean that you get in, but again, you look at the wins and losses. I think I did it at a high level for a long time that I think would be pretty cool to get in. It's a special thing. That's one special place and a special accomplishment. And uh, Ken Hayward, who definitely really uh, took offense to this, uh, here's what he had to say, uh, basically, uh, in response to Ben Rossberg's comments. Take a listen to this. I was a little bit upset about it because I was always raised to protect the locker room, um, protect the guys, Um and the way it seems is, and this is my point of view. This is what I see. Um, it looks as though uh, we're looked at as selfish um, uh, players. And I think that's not the point. I think we have a lot of young players that come from different backgrounds. I think we have guys that um, have experienced different things than what I or somebody else might experience. And that doesn't make them selfish or it doesn't make them more of a me type attitude guys it's up to the leadership to step up myself included i'm accountable for uh those guys and obviously we haven't had a super bowl in a long time and maybe that's where ben's like man if younger guys had grown up but man it's up for the older guys to step up and you know hold guys accountable um social media comes social media wasn't as big when ben was first coming into this league but that's nothing we can run from you embrace it and you learn to be, uh, you learn to continue to just learn, f- to uh, continue to just make your team better. Yeah, no doubt. I think it was uh, definitely interesting too how he also uh, gave a little bit of shout outs to like uh, guys like Antonio Brown and especially Tyson Allow, but more particularly Antonio Brown. I mean, who's definitely had a lot more uh, mixed reactions to say the least ever since his uh, time with the Pittsburgh Steelers came to an end. I mean, up until the point uh, until he hooked up with Tom Brady with the Patriots and reunited with him with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I mean, still, you cannot take away the fact that Antonio Brown, uh, despite uh, his little theatrics or his attitude, he was fun to uh, have on the team, uh, made significant contributions that helped uh, elevate this team uh, to Super Bowl contenders. I mean, him and Ben Rosberger. I mean, it's part of that. But I think Cam Hayward, too, I mean, when you hear the response to that, I'm also hearing a guy, too, I mean, who wanted to make sure, too, that just to make sure that, you know, we all did it as a team. I mean, definitely took offense to Ben Rosberger, who felt like, you know, like who won them a lot of games and never had a losing record. Cam Hayward was also realizing, too, that his opportunities for another title is running out. I mean – at the end of the day, I mean, he is uh, a little bit more getting discouraged. I mean, still encouraged as a leader in that locker room. But I mean, 
how, how much more do you, you, you continue to keep a hold of your head up high? I mean, as be as patient as he did. I mean, since I mean, going into his uh, 12th uh, season with his team, and he's also got like uh, three more years left beginning with this year, three more seasons basically. So three more uh, chances at the bite of the apple here to try and get something done here and see if he finish out his career because he's projected to finish out his career at the age of 35. And we'll, we'll see how this uh, team will continue to rally together. But I will say this for Ben Rosberg, and I, and I pointed this out. I made some posts on this. And I think the only thing, too, where he fails to look at himself in the mirror, I'm not saying he did it, but I don't think he did it enough. But if you think about it, since Super Bowl 45, we already know that he's been three and seven. The biggest things that, you know, why the Steelers haven't gotten more uh, playoff victories, I mean, who's been one and done since the Jacksonville Jaguars game. I mean, if you think about it, I mean, check this out. I mean, ever since Super Bowl 45, in those losses, and in his win losses, excuse me, he has been responsible, I mean, for basically – uh, 13 out of 18 of the team's turnovers. And, and off of Ben's uh, points, off turnovers, he's responsible for 44 out of 79 points. I mean, basically, which accounts for over 56%, 72% of turnovers were on him. And when I'm saying points off turnovers and turnovers, I'm basically including going four and out. I mean, when you look at it. I mean, you could definitely say that, I mean, the key losses, I mean, in those uh, playoffs, I think I definitely felt Ben uh, responsible for. You'd have to go, I mean, with the Baltimore Ravens. Of course, I mean, the offensive line wasn't at its peak. It then finally started developing to around, I want to say 2016 is when they finally started becoming top-notch. Even 2015 was a little question mark uh, for them. But then, I mean, that was a game where he got knocked out during the game right there. And, and the Ravens eventually won that. I mean, of course, Le'Veon Bell got hurt in the final game of the season. They didn't really have any run game. Plus, they cut uh, LeGarrette Blunt, who walked off on them uh, after the game and their win over the Tennessee Titans. But then the other games, too, I mean, where he was responsible, definitely the Jacksonville Jaguars game back in uh, 2017, where they uh, lost that one. I mean, and in that game right there, I mean, he was responsible for uh, 10 points, I mean, basically uh, giving up off uh, turnovers right there. Oh, excuse me. I mean, in the Jacksonville Jaguars uh, loss, he was responsible for 14 out of 21 points off turnovers. Game against the Browns, 17 out of 24 points off turnovers. Four out of the five turnovers were lost by Ben. I mean, the Kansas City Chiefs game, not really, I mean, too much his fault. Definitely a lot slower than what you look. I mean, the team as a whole could not fail to capitalize off that uh, strip fumble return for a touchdown with T.J. Watt. But, I mean, that was pretty much the end of it. I mean, no running game in that. So, I mean, with Ben Rosberg, listen, I always going to give this guy his praise, his admiration for what he's did for the franchise. I mean, no doubt about it. I mean, he has rewarded his team I mean, with the most impeccable run, I mean, this franchise has ever seen, to be honest with you. And, and deservedly to be like a, you know, like a better quarterback somewhat than Terry Bradshaw, why not? I just feel like for right now, I mean, when you look at the how they came up short, I mean, I don't think Ben Rosberg hasn't done, you can't say that he hasn't done enough to be a leader of this team, but I will also say, too, I mean, when you also took a pay cut, too, you, you took about, like, what, $5 million and less money to help a guy like T.J. Watt uh, get a new deal. I mean, obviously, I mean, you knew you were on your last legs. You had to be on their terms right there. I mean, pretty much uh, sold and begged his way back onto the team. But, I mean, where was that same energy, too, similarly for a guy like Le'Veon Bell four years ago? I mean, where you, I mean, where you could have taken less money to help this guy out, 
give him a new deal. I mean, he's definitely about the guarantees as well. I mean, no secret there. But I, I do believe right there he could have helped that a little bit better. I mean, James Carr, he did have a great season that year. The only problem was once he got with that concussion against Carolina Packer, Panthers, excuse me, in 2018 on Thursday Night Football, he was not the same guy, to say the least. And that's where you got to really uh, look at things uh, front and center here. I mean, uh, Cam Hayward, I mean, I mean, basically, I mean, he was basically saying, don't say that Cam is calling out bad. It's not like that. But he said that I'll protect my team. I'll make sure that everybody knows that we care only about football on the field and less about off the field. We can all understand Ben has a heck of a quarterback. Has been a heck of a quarterback, excuse me. You don't do this game and become a Hall of Fame quarterback and do it at a low level. He has taken some hits. Now a lot of other teams could do. He saved us. He won games we weren't supposed to win. And he's always stepped up. But it was the team around him that helped him do it. And I don't want anyone to ever forget that the whole team won, not just Ben. And uh, basically Ben Rasberger, uh, thankfully, he was able to respond to those comments on the DV uh, last week regarding his me first comments. Said he wasn't trying to bash anyone specifically. Understands Cam Hayward defending his teammates. He had that he agreed with him and he should have been more clear. The majority of the guys on that team are team first guys. So basically right there. I mean, uh, that's not okay. But to be honest with you, too, I mean, Bummer Osper, too, including the last few years, you kind of have to take with a grain of salt right now. Uh, I just, it's kind of hard to really trust, like, whatever comes out of his mouth is going to be anything but positive. I'm not really so sure, to be honest with you. I mean, Beverly Asperger, I mean, I think he's trying to say the right things. He's trying to uh, make him sound good when on the camera. And he's done a hell of a job cleaning up his life, too. I mean, speaking of which, a guy like Deshaun Watson, at least similarly, who's been accused of women accusations, not in the level of Deshaun Watson, but too, I mean, definitely unforgivable in a lot of people's eyes, but he's cleaned his life up a lot better right now. He's been building a family, and, I mean, he's done a well a lot better than that. I think the only problem is, at the end of the day, too, you see some of the mistakes that he made uh, during his tenure, especially towards the end of his career, the last uh, decade. I mean, ever since, I mean, when Todd Haley was pretty much out of the picture, uh, and you think about Ben Roethlisberger, I mean, this quarterback, don't be surprised that nothing comes out of his mouth and it can be a mixed bag at times. It's going to be somewhat controversial. But overall, as a stealer, I mean, he's done enough to try and become the leader of this team. He's tried to, like, uh, I mean, keep everyone motivated. There were sometimes he had to say a few uh, harsh things, had to give a little bit of tough love to send the message. But at the same time, too, I mean, his legacy is indeed set. This guy will no doubt be a Hall of Famer. And thankfully that, you know what, that Tom Brady did not go through with his retirement uh, around the same time that, I mean, shortly after the same time period that Ben Rosberg did. Because uh, right now, other than that, he'd be sharing a stage with uh, Tom Brady if that was the case. So let's go ahead and uh, wrap this thing up real quick. Former stewards around the AFC North. Uh, last week was also noted, too, that Lions are signing former defensive lineman Isaiah Bugs, according to Tom Pellicero of NFL Network. He will be on a one-year deal with 965000 base salary, pretty much close to the bet minimum, minimum if you think about it. Uh, Six-round pick of the 2019 NFL Draft. As he appeared in 29 games with seven starts in three seasons before the Steelers cut him in January. Uh, he signed with the Raiders uh, practice squad for the week of their postseason, uh, where the Raiders eventually lost to the Bengals. In six out of ten starts, he recorded 17 tackles, uh, two tackles for loss that passed defense. Uh, to be honest with you, Isaiah Bugs, I, mean, I thought he was a guy who could possibly have potential. But when you really look at it, too, when you look at the injuries up front, basically, when you had Tyson Alalo, who was lost with a knee injury uh, earlier on in the season, I forget which game it was. I want to say it was versus Raiders, but then also Devin Bush, who was also coming off uh, knee surgery, by the way, too. Uh, he did not have a lot of tackles. I mean, this year piling up. 
But I think right now, I mean, this in a way kind of, you know, brought him under the microscope. See what he's got. See how much he could like do the Wilderness team. Not really. I mean, they're really shake out as well as you would hope. But I think Isaiah Bugs, he was definitely a disappointment. But I mean, I think he did better with more around him. I mean, for his uh, time as a Steeler. I mean, when you look at things, I mean, I mean, other than that, I mean, 12 tackles, I mean, two tackles for a loss for his career high. He had 12 assisted, which is career high. So he has uh, highest in tackles this year was 17 total, uh, basically. Also, too, 2018 second-round pick, uh, Jesse Bates for the Bengals, who – Will not report to training camp as expected to after failing to strike a new deal. He refused before the deadline for franchise tagged uh, players. Uh, he is another interesting one right now. Who's uh, looking to get in uh, contract with the defending uh, super, I mean, uh, AFC uh, champion Cincinnati Bengals as a safety right now. Still uh, playing on his uh, final year remaining in his salary of his uh, rookie deal, uh, which he'll be making about $12.9 uh, million, uh, this year. And uh, basically, he was not subject to the fines by declining the $12.91 million tag. Like Brown said last week, they expect Bates to play with the team this year. He added he hopes things work out in the way that Bates will remain with the team in 2023 and beyond. He has started all 63 games as 10 interceptions along with 35 pass deflections. He also added two interceptions, six uh, pass deflections for the playoffs. Uh, Cincinnati, by the way, uh, covered their bases by drafting safety Daxon Hill and defense back Cam Taylor Britt in the first two rounds before adding safety Tyson Harris at number 166 overall this year. Bengals surely will feel Bates' absence if he stays way into the regular season. And by the way, too, the Bengals, who have been busy on the defensive uh, front, uh, they've been able to sign three free agents, team announced. They have uh, signed defensive tackle Dominique Davis, defensive end Raymond uh, Johnson in the third, and linebacker T. Grace Skills, formerly with the Steelers, joined the team at training camp. Davis, first-year player on the University of North Carolina at Pembroke, originally signed with the Jets as a college free agent. In uh, 2020, he was not with an NFL team during the past regular season, but he did play with the Houston Gamblers of the USFL this spring. Johnson, who was a second-year player out of Georgia Southern University, was a college free agent signing of the Giants in 2021. He appeared in 15 games as a rookie and total four tackles. Hills, by the way, who was a second-year player of Indiana University, Originally signed as a college free agent with the Rams 2018, he spent time in the Colts practice squad as a rookie, and in 2020 he had stints with practice squads of the Bucks and the Steelers. Ravens running back J.K. Davies is beginning training camp on the physically unable to perform unless he covers as he continues to recover from an ACL tour. Uh, Baltimore, they did work out well. Galman and Corey Clement. Uh, Galman spent Last season with the 49ers, Falcons, and Vikings, appeared six games for Atlanta, uh, taking 48 carries for 104 yards and catching a 21-yard pass. And uh, basically, that's it right there. So, uh, anyway, like I said, we'll have some more. I'm going to be doing a new schedule change, by the way, uh, as I continue to work with just trying to figure things out still. But I'm going to try and aim to have the show on Sundays, and 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 like a Tuesday, and we're gonna try and go for instead of the old Monday and Wednesday. So we're trying to do a Sunday at eight Central Time, and then on Tuesday same time basically. So that'll be the new time slot for right now. I uh, just want to just say thank you for everybody who uh, stayed with me, and sorry for the confusion. Uh, it's just been a, a hectic uh, last year, year and a half uh, trying to. Uh, figure things out but uh, anyway we'll keep you posted here uh, contribution wise and uh, all eyes ears and open right now we'll see if Deontay Johnson gets into a new deal it seems like things are starting to heat up 
and more right now. Will we be able to finally see a healthier TJ Watt this year? Uh, will he not play for much injury this year? Uh, guy who's playing with a groin injury. A lot more stuff to get answered. And also quarterback uh, positioning bail. And also, too, I mean, don't forget, I mean, for this year, right now, uh, Steelers Hall of Honor, let's real quickly uh, cap this off real quick. Myron Cope, who finally gets into the Hall of Honor, uh, he is the only broadcast note right now going into this Hall of Honor who uh, broadcasted, I mean, with the team for 55, I mean, for 35 seasons, excuse me, uh, with Steelers. His last was in 2004, Ben's rookie year. He's been a part of four Super Bowls uh, during that time, of course, during that 1970s. Uh, five Super Bowls all together, which Steelers did lose one under Coach Bill Cowher before he got their team's fifth a year later, a year after he retired. Heath Miller and our Noble won 2005-2015. Helped contribute two Super Bowls with them. Uh, two Pro Bowls real quick. They're one of their amazing tight ends. He also got Sam Davis, who was left guard from 1967-1979. Uh, was a four-time Super Bowl winner. And then, of course, Ray Matthews, halfback and right end from 1951-1960. Two Pro Bowls. Congratulations to these uh, men right there. And that's going to do it for this edition here on the Men's Steel Podcast. And you guys can follow me on Twitter at Men's Steel CPR and on Instagram at Men's Steel Nations. I leave you. Don't be trolling. If you're rolling, here we go. Serious, here we go. I got it.